on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Frisella and this is the show for the realists Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today we have Andy and DJ Cruise the motherfucking internet That's what we're gonna do that's what CTI stands for. It stands for Cruise the Internet. This is our news, current events, uh, what is going on in the world show. This is where we throw headlines up on the screen. We speculate on what's true, on what's not true. And then we talk about how we, the people, need to solve some of these problems going on in the world. Other times you tune in, you might be surprised to know that this is a business, entrepreneurship, personal development podcast at its core. Um we have shows within the show, okay? We have Q&A up. That's where you submit your questions and we give you the answers. For those of you that don't know, I'm an entrepreneur. I've uh, been fortunate enough to find some pretty solid success over the last 25 years of that journey. And I share that information with you guys for free on Q&AF. So if you have questions about how to get better, how to build your business, how to build your brand, personal development, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, or you just want me to expand on some of the things that are going on in the world, we welcome that as well. So Q&AF, you can submit your questions a couple different ways. The first way is... Guys, email those questions into askandy at andyforsella.com. Or you can go on YouTube in the comments of the Q&AF episodes, which air on Mondays, and you can drop your question right there in the comments section. We'll pick some from there as well. Other times we have real talk. Real talk is five to 20 minutes of me just giving you some real talk. Then we have full length. Full length is where, uh, you know, we have a guest come in and we have a discussion just like pretty much every other podcast you've ever heard of or seen. And then we have 75 hard verses and 75 hard verses is where we take someone who has completed 75 hard or the live hard program and we tell their story. We talk about how they were before. We talk about what it's done for them and how they are now and why you should take getting your shit together seriously as well. So if you want to know what the 75 hard program is, it is the world's most famous mental transformation program and it is free and you can get it at episode 208 on the audio feeds of the podcast we weren't on youtube when that episode uh was posted so it's not on youtube you can also go on my website andyforsella.com and you can get the book 75 hard but it is not necessary all the information is available for free on episode 208 so for all of that that we give you now one thing you're going to notice is i don't run ads on the show all right, I don't I don't stop every five minutes and read a bunch of bullshit that somebody's paying me to read. Uh, I pass up on quite a bit of income to do that, and I make a deal with you guys. You guys who follow the show, there's like a little deal here, and the deal is if I do this show and I don't get paid to do the show, help you help me build the show. All right, so uh, we have this little thing. It's called pay the fee, and uh, don't be a hoe. Share the show. All right, so that that is that is what we got going on now. Today we have a very special. CTI because we are joined uh, by my good friend Tim and you guys might recognize Tim from the internet under the name Tim runs his mouth which means that you are going to be an excellent guest I am by the way uh, I don't like that you brought me into a building where I'm the least in shape person uh, I don't know about that I don't know about that I haven't seen we anybody got, listen, in worse shape than me in this building hey bro we got people Maybe DJ. I just saw that comment on fucking YouTube. You saw that you yeah. see what I replied back? Yeah, yeah. The dude goes, DJ doesn't look like he's been doing 75 hard. And the guy goes, DJ writes back, neither does your mom. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> dude, hey, look, here's the reality. You know, don't feel bad because here's the thing. We, everybody in this building, for the most part, 
has made an actual transformation. They all came here and, and, and some of these people are in the middle of it. And um, I know you're joking, but the reality is, is, you know, when it comes to fitness, a lot of times people do get uncomfortable around fit people, but the reality is they didn't get, they didn't get fit by just born. They, they, they had to go through the transformation and everybody here has done that. Well, I dropped 130 at one point in my life Yeah, in law school. I was 320 pounds. There you go. And, uh, and went through it. And by the way, the, the picture of me there, the one of me uh, earlier there, that one, I had an ulcer and I had to, they, they took me off of fried food, booze and coffee. And I dropped 40 pounds and I looked like uh, I had AIDS in that picture. That was the very bottom. <laughs> that was the very bottom. And I was like, maybe I should put a couple back on. I looked a little too thin and a little, there we go. That's, that's me after I got robbed at gunpoint. Uh, <laughs> these are good. These are all, I was robbed at gunpoint in DC. No shit. And, and because I was doing. Uh, Is that where you became like anti-woke? Is that what converted you? No, I got, I became anti-woke <laughs> when I, I watched my parents working for a living. Um, yeah, but uh, that was right after. It's really fun when you're a, a local TV person yeah. and you get robbed at gunpoint in the town. Everybody wants you on to talk about getting robbed at gunpoint. It's really fun. Now, dude, now I don't know much about your background. We just know each other from the internet. We yeah. like each other's shit. We fucking talk shit back and forth. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your background. Tell the people uh grew up in baltimore yeah uh went to law school have a uh i went to i uh, almost got a doctorate in public policy dropped out of that program mm -hmm. but i've worked in policy and politics for 23 years now okay i uh, hate dc the more you get involved the more you realize how stupid those people are and mm -hmm. how they really shouldn't be governing anything mm -hmm. um that's really kind of the the gist of it i mean i've i've done stand-up forever but when all the other stuff getting into politics paid way better money for for you know less work mm -hmm. i started getting into that more so i i host i'm i'm a fill-in host for sirius xm patriot uh, i used to work for fox 5 in dc until uh COVID hit and then they cut everybody back they cut all the non-reporters off basically yeah. is what happened there and uh, i've just kind of been around in media for a while I, yeah. I don't know what all i do I, it's just a bunch of stuff yeah that's cool man well, I love what you post, and I Thanks. love what I love your viewpoints. I always love to have people that you know have their strong opinions on the show. Mm. Um, well, I'm suspend I'm suspended right now, basically. On uh, I I sent this to you because I didn't want to get cut off from you on uh, Instagram because we talk in DMs all the time there. But they they uh, fried my account for a bit because I shared the picture of Hunter with the scarf and the the underwear on, mm. and they said that was pornography. So, yes. No, pornography was the rest of the computer. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> and human trafficking. But yeah. uh, but no, I, I have been like 30 days or something because I shared that. That's pornography. And I asked for a review and they conveniently haven't gotten around to a review. In Dude, isn't it crazy the double standard? Mm. Like, it is so crazy. Like, you could post all day long about gender affirming care or minors being read to by pedophiles or, you know hormones that block puberty or mutilation of genitals you post that shit all day mm -hmm. but you post a picture of a dude in a scarf looking like a goofball they'll knock you the fuck off the internet hey let's know? let's go fact check still fact check my memes all day long right yeah. but uh what was it just yesterday they they posted uh the hamas hamas pr team said that uh, israel bombed a, a hospital and everybody ran with it they didn't bother to check it to see yeah. if it was real yeah that was crazy yeah i i dude i i posted this thing last night um you know, basically saying like, dude, you know, you guys ha notice how hard it is to know what's actually going on and understand that that's intentional. That's intentional to confuse all of us and demoralize all of us and get us into not caring about anything. I mean, I was we were DJ and I were talking about this yesterday. Like it is on this particular situation out of all the 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 things right the new things that have happened over the last four years, you know, starting with COVID and, and beyond. It's been the this has been the hardest to know what's true or not true. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's intentional too. Right? Yeah, like, like that's the whole point. Like fog of war used to be just this like 
you know, thing that only happens in military operations until you realize, I mean, we're in operation. Yeah. And there is definitely a fog of war going on. And that's intentional, right? Like to keep the the real truth, they will they will cloud it with with conspiracies on both sides and like just massive amounts of information. I think what they've actually started to do, what we've talked about it before, was like, you know, the speed of information, the flow of information is so fast. I think they're starting to to kind of use that on us now with the speed of information. They know that it's so fast. So just put more more weird stuff out there to flog to clog it up. Yeah. That's how I see it. I don't that know. makes a lot of sense. I mean, we're definitely we're I mean, definitely on the stupid. No, no. We're definitely on the receiving end of all of their psychological manipulation at oh, this mm-hmm. point. I mean, all of it. Like all the guns right at our faces, full blast. And uh it's 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 frustrating because you can tell people are feeling it. You know, a lot of people feel demoralized. A lot of people are depressed. A lot of people are like angry. They don't want to talk to anybody. They don't want to be friendly to anybody. And I, I would like to remind everybody while while we're on this topic that like, you know, in these scenarios where you're at the limit of your ability to handle other humans is when it's necessary for you to show grace and kindness and be a cool human being in general, because this is what they want. They want you to be upset, to be angry, to look at your fellow man and and say, fuck them, this isn't worth it. That's what they want. And so it's very important for everybody to realize that not to fall into the, the pitfall that they're trying to get us to fall into, which is complete and utter disdain and demoralization for, you know, everybody around us yeah mm-hmm. turns out your neighbors are pretty cool people by the way yeah. when you go and when you go and talk to people in yeah. your neighborhood they're all real chill and like they're all everybody kind of thinks the same too i mean yeah it really is when you realize the extremes and and it's probably what like three percent of people are the ones that are getting the most attraction and, yeah. and make the most noise on the internet yeah. everybody else kind of just agrees and wants to be left alone yeah it's very easy to do by the way um my favorite piece of uh, propaganda so far over the past like couple of months, because I mean, there's so much that, like you said, it's been thrown at mm-hmm. you, was when uh, the dementia patient from the White House went over to Ukraine and they were walking <laughs> outside and they played the uh, air raid siren. Oh, yeah. And, you, and, and they just yeah. casually kept walking like nothing was happening. Like they were like, oh, look how strong these two are out yeah. there, you know? Yeah. You can't, you cannot make that man look the way that they want him to look. No. Like that's, that's like saying, hey, we're going to take this color. Well, this might work in the art world. But, you know, let's take this coloring book by your two year old and let's uh, let's frame it up like it's actual art. Right. Sell it for five hundred thousand yeah. well, dollars. That's what I said. I might be well, a like bad Hunter's example. Artwork. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's He's, really his stuff sells for more than Picasso. Yeah. yeah. And you get uh, appointments in the Biden administration as just just. Yeah. But when you when no you, coincidence. Yeah. But when you sell a Picasso, um, you know, or when you buy a Picasso, you, you don't get, you know, the ability to make the rules for the world. Right. Yeah. So that's why you're paying. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? Are you tell? Are you saying that Hunter Biden sells influence in the White House? No, definitely not. No, oh, Allegedly, that would, that would, that, yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but if one were to, you know, that's how you would do it, though. If I, yeah, <laughs> if, if I were to do it, I'd do that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Seems I like, like a that pretty they have idea. like a tangible item in the middle of it. At least yeah. they're doing that. You know, at yeah. least they go through the. Do you think he even paints the paintings, or somebody does it for him? No, he doesn't paint those. There's I, no I think he way. does. I why, think he does. Why do you think he does? They're just how they look. I think he does paint them himself. What do you think of them? Yeah, you I think they're my, shit. My daughter's made better. Really? Sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I've seen some that were shit and some that I was like, hmm. He didn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, he didn't do that <laughs> one. No, yeah. How much they want for that one? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just be real, man. I'm not going to hate just to yeah. hate. No, that's real. Hey, we'll, we'll but I mean, if I buy one, do I get to make some decisions? That's what I'm worried about. I get it. Where you, you get an appointment? What was the one where they appointed in uh, the State Department or something? Some woman? 
was appointed. I forget. I should know all this stuff. But like I, there was definitely they busted one person who bought a painting and got an appointment. Yeah, that's crazy. So it crazy. is funny. They're throwing actual hard goods into it now. Well, you got to cover for it because obviously yeah. we're so stupid. We can't see through that. Yeah. yeah nobody. Can. Yeah. He's yeah. a legitimate artist. Of course. I mean, even why wouldn't he be? And then the media goes along with it, right? So, like, yeah. I think it was, like, CBS uh, Sunday Morning or something like that. One of those shows did, like, the the waking up. Oh, look, he's an artist now. And, blah, yeah. blah. and they play the propaganda game. And you're like, come on. Yeah. Like, well, they dude. want you to believe it. Yeah. yeah. They want you, they want setting you to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I wanted to bring something up before we get to our headlines. Uh, we got three comedians in the room, right? Well, we got, definitely got two. At least two for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Two white dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Wait. You're uh-huh. Sicilian, so I mean, you talking about us? Oh, you're you're white now. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the land of yeah. of of opposites. That's right? what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So um, no, but so you're you're, you're a comedian, right? We a failed like to, one, according to the trolls. Know, we're we're uh, according to who? The trolls. Oh, yeah. and New York Post probably right. Yeah, yeah. New, well, New York Post. That, that's what this intro topic is about about trolls, right? So I mean, how oh, it is? Yeah, I mean we we're 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 used to it. I'm sure you're used to it. I love my trolls. You gotta I wish they would get better, of, though. You just got to have... Like, I wish they were funnier. They're necessary. You know what I like better than my trolls, though? Is my followers that destroy the trolls. Like, that's the best part. God bless those people. Yeah, they're the best. <laughs> Dude, my followers are the best, bro. Like, they don't even have to fuck around. Like, if someone comes in with some bullshit, yeah. they get fucking dealt with. Yeah. Quick. Yeah. Well, Tim, what's your most recent, like, heckle troll? Like, your 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 most... Like, your number one on your list. Number one on Off my of list? your... I mean, there's, I always like it when there's an article written about me with, oh, there we go. Rolling Stone. Mm. I, oh, that's uh, a good one. I got an article written. Uh, it was when Nancy Mace came out and talked about how she had to pass up sex with her, uh, her fiance to get to the prayer breakfast. Did you guys see this? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She shows up and she goes, he wanted to do it or whatever. And I had to, you know, get here to the prayer breakfast. So, you know, like a place where you don't want to bring up banging, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like a thing. And uh, this this reporter said, uh, like, what was it? The headline was like, conservative incels are upset that Nancy Mace has sex. That was like the headline. It was something very similar to that. And so I <laughs> tweeted at the person and I said, I want a correction. I'm upset that she was talk about, talking about uh, fucking her fiance at the prayer breakfast, not that she has sex. And they took that and they updated the article with it. No, that's great. Yeah. And so that was probably my favorite right now. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, so so this comedian, I want to my favorite you. troll because I'm going to interject oh, yeah, no, no, myself. I'm sorry. We, we, yeah. what, Andy, what's yours? Yeah, <laughs> my favorite troll is the New York Post. Yeah, trolling me for killing people With for making them drink water. Yeah, like I've seen a lot of creative shit, mm. but that was the most creative. Like, think creative. of how absurd that is. I'm actually yeah. thankful it happened because it totally exposed all the points that we make on this show all the time about the media. Mm-hmm. Well, drinking water is terrible for you. Yeah, right? of I mean, it's, it's racist. Yeah, it is dude, racist. Dude, no shit. It is it's racist. the most racist. <laughs> Easy, yeah. Uh, but I wanted to bring this up because I thought this was kind of interesting on topic with our guests especially. This headline reads, Comedian travels 150 miles to <laughs> confront serial heckler 10 years later. So this comedian was getting trolled for 10 years straight by this guy mm-hmm. and then finally decided to confront him. So, so let's dive into this a little bit. Um, New York Post, actually, surprisingly. Um, Internet hecklers beware. Keyboard warriors are apparently no longer safe hiding behind a string. A Canadian comedian gave an internet troll the ultimate... Uh, what the fuck is that? Comeuppance. Comeuppance. Is that it? Come up, comeuppance? Comeuppance. What the fuck does that mean? I fucking know. 
Like they got you getting yours. He's getting his payback. Yeah, kind of. Why don't they just say fucking payback? Because the they're the New York Post. They have to use big words because they're smarter than. Oh, us. this is the post. Yeah, this is. Yeah, oh this no is shit. Post. Yeah, this all is right, the post. got it. They're smarter than us. They are smarter. They, than they're us. journalists. That make they listen. That's what they're doing. They're exposing our our Neanderthalness. Well, they yeah. definitely exposed mine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm with you. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I knew what the like, fuck bro, it was what either. The fuck come up, come up it's. After traveling 150 miles across the UK to confront him where he worked, as seen in an X video with over 1.7 million views. Quote, revenge is a dish best served cold 10 years later. The vengeful funny man named Bobby Mayer captioned the, the clip, the first reported by local media in Birmingham. Um, so let's dive into it. Uh, here's the video from Bobby. Ten years ago, I was on stage in Birmingham. Some guy shouted out chicken wire. I got off stage and I assumed that was the end of it. But no, every time I post on my Facebook fan page for the last ten years, he comments and he writes chicken wire. But he made a mistake. He used his real name. I found him on LinkedIn. I know where he works now. So today, I'm driving 150 miles to EE and Dudley to pay him a little visit. He's an assistant manager. Working there for 10 years, you should be more than an assistant manager, you loser. What even is chicken wire? I guess it's the wire they put on chicken cages. I'm not a chicken. Why are you shouting chicken wire at me for the last 10 years? Chicken wire! Chicken wire! Chicken wire! I win! You lose! Chicken wire! Chicken wire! Chicken wire! This is years in the making! He's been trolling me for 10 years! And now I win! 10 years! He has been trolling me! Chicken wire! Chicken wire! I win! I love it. I, yeah, yeah, I mean... I love it. I love I love that the guy who's guilty of it laughed. Yeah. And they were both laughing. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be crazy. I thought he was gonna like yeah. show up to a I house and yeah. like be a real sad situation. Yeah. I love that. No, I, I love that great. too. It shows the good nature of people. It's good yeah. stuff. Dude, people just need to like I, I think we Bro, people get too personal. Like I'm too comfortable, man. Yeah, no, it's not just too comfortable. It's like, cool, man. You want to talk some shit? Like, keep it cool. What does chicken wire mean? Yeah, I don't know. I'm clearly, like we're I mean, all I wondering. You, he knows. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, is, it, is that the end of the video? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Oh, so we still don't know. Yeah, no. we don't know. I don't know what, what is chicken. You know what wire? I would do? The very first thing I would do after that comedian left, go to his Facebook page and type chicken. Chicken wire. wire. <laughs> <laughs> V two. Yeah. Right. I feel like I feel like you can make a company right where people would pay you to go do this to your trolls. It'd be like a, a at least an eight figure company for sure. Bro, I had this dude on 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 the uh, internet recently. He's like, oh, I loved your video. You need to, you need to quit skipping leg day. <laughs> Did you see that fucking guy? Yeah, like I fucking, I was gonna like take the photo and put the 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 caption that he wrote on his photo and put it on my Instagram until I looked at his photo and then I was like, I can't even do it. Like it made me feel so bad I couldn't even do it. Like, all right, cool, you win, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm gonna go hit the legs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hey. to our trolls. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Right. Think he's up. Guys, let's get into the show, though. So remember, if you want to see any of these pictures, articles. You're quite them. the internet troll yourself. Oh, yeah. I fucking love You're probably that. the hardest core internet troll I know of. But is it? But I don't go first, right? Like, well, I do sometimes. Yeah, you yeah, do, do, bro. Yeah, yeah, you do. That's true. Yeah. DJ has an inability to look the other way. Yeah, no, I can't. Like, if you say some <laughs> fucked up shit, bro, like, we've been working together for years, and every time I'm like, bro, just... No, I'm like, hey, it's so big. I look back an hour later, boom, he's got him, bro. I'm like, fuck. 
Don't fuck with DJ, man. Hey, I'm just listen. telling you. One of my favorite, by the way, because I I used to troll people a lot more when I had more time on my hands. Um, obviously you do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite block of all time was Jim Comey. Mm. So he, the fact that he was the head of the FBI and can't handle any kind of, I used to just type delete your account after every one of his oh, posts. Man. And it was like once in a while, you know, I wouldn't think it was a big deal, but it was like picking up steam and picking up steam. And he finally blocked me one day and I did like a big, like, I think I played like a Celine Dion song or a Shania Twain song and did a big video of him blocking me after all of it. It's That's really great. fun. Yeah. That's great. I'm, are you, a, are you, a, are, do you block people? Not anymore. Really? Mm. No, you, I meet I, people. Do you? No. Mm-mm. I don't really. I don't do any comments anymore, so I don't know. There's no. nothing more insulting, I think, to the person. Like if somebody's really obsessed with you, yeah. Uh, if you mute them and you don't see the stuff, and they're like trying hard and they keep trying yeah. hard, just think of all the, the mute function is a great function. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Does YouTube have the mute function? I don't know. No. Does it? Yeah. Do, do they? Do they? Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I just like I like when they do it because I like our fans just killing them, destroying them. Yeah, I love it. Like right. I see, I see these videos of me on the on TikTok and Instagram, and I go in there, and the, you know there'll be good comments, and somebody's an asshole, and then there's like fifty comments <laughs> below it, like just destroying this person. That's I fucking great. love it. That's my great. my favorite is on Instagram when somebody spends clearly a very long time writing a massive thing. That's when I hit the delete button. I just delete <laughs> but don't block them. Yeah, so no, then I got to rewrite no. it. Yeah. <laughs> they should have copied them. Bro, piece. that's one of my favorite memes. Have you seen that meme where it's like the, it's like the, I don't know what they call it, but it's like the cartoon version of, uh, and it's like the dude with the blonde beard. And then I fucking have it right here, bro. <laughs> this is one of my favorite fucking memes because it's so exactly the truth. All right, here yeah, this me. meme right here. That's them. That's all of them. That's all of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. What's Whatever. his name again? Yes, yes, Chad. yes, Chad. I love it. I love it. Well, guys, let's get into the show, man. We got some good stuff out there. Remember, if you want to see any of these pictures, articles, links, videos, go to AndyForsella.com. You can find them linked there. Or if you're watching on YouTube, check down in the description below. You can find them linked there as well. Uh, so with that being said, headline number one. Headline number one reads, Watch. Pro-Palestinian protesters stage insurrection in United States Capitol Office building. Yeah. Yeah, let's dive into this. So pro-Palestinian protesters who want a ceasefire that would benefit the Hamas terrorist organization in Gaza stormed the U.S. Capitol on Wednesday and staged a protest inside the Cannon Rotunda uh, that one observer likened to an insurrection. Uh, The Cannon Rotunda is part of the Cannon House Office building. It is separate from the iconic Capitol building but is considered part of the Capitol complex. It is actually the oldest congressional office building on Capitol Hill. Here's a quick video. Now, according to Fox News, there was uh, thousands of demonstrators swarmed the area in and around the Cannon House office building on Wednesday, many wearing black T-shirts reading, quote, Jews say ceasefire now. Um, now, about 300 of those protesters were arrested, um, including at least three who faced charges of assault on a police officer. U.S. Capitol Police told Fox News. Police also confirmed Fox News that demonstrators inside the Cannon Rotunda will be charged with illegally protesting inside a House office building. Here's one of those uh, clips of uh, the protesters being arrested.
Right. So so the article continues. It reads, it says, quote, civil disobedience is part of how we get messages across and we need the Congress to hear. We need the president to hear. Louisa said while her hands were bound with zip tie handcuffs, quote, I feel that Biden needs to stand up and help facilitate a ceasefire so no more people die. Uh, one member of Jewish Voice for Peace said the demonstration was planned about three days ahead of time. He flew into D.C. from Kansas City to participate. Now, I got a question. We all seen the J6 stuff, right? Um, and how these people were being sentenced, uh, you know, like this guy, Stuart Rhodes, 18 years. You got Thomas Webster, 10 years, right? Um, Richard Barnett, who put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk, gets four and a half years. Is this the same as J6? Is it on the same level, right? You got two extremes in air quotes. Um, is it the same? You got uh, Major Taylor Green. She she's uh, officially uh, requested that the U.S. Capitol Police preserve all video surveillance. Right, like that's one of the questions. How do they get in? Right. How is this not the same? And you don't see those same people that were pushing the J6 narrative commenting anything on this. Of course, because um, that's the double standard that we were just talking about that that permeates government, media, social media, and society. Yeah. I mean, it's very clear. Yeah. There's there's things that certain people can do, and there's things that if other people do similar things, the they get punished for. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what we're living in. We're living in a, in a very biased, one-sided country right now where if you are part of the progressive left, you can do anything you fucking want. If you are uh, part of conservative land in any way, shape, or form, or like me, someone who is more libertarian, who people identify as conservative, you can't do shit. Yeah. And that's it. And that and it's it's also along racial lines, too. Um, you know, you can commit any crime you want. If you're a black person, if you're a white person, you commit the same crime, you're going to fucking prison. Mm -hmm. All right. That's real shit. And people don't like to hear that, but it's truth. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of double standards in the legal system and we could point to them in many different examples. But the truth of the matter is, is, uh, <clears throat> you know, we've got a big problem. Yeah. No, I mean, look, they're they're assaulting police officers just the same as the January 6th people. The difference is the, the arrest that they have and, and what's going to turn out and, and what happens with a lot of these liberal people. Uh, they get they get put in jail. They get processed. They get a twenty five dollar fine and they're released immediately. Mm -hmm. That's that's I believe unless it's gone up. It's twenty five dollars. They put them in the zip cuffs. And most of the time, too, when you have like because when they have the, cl the crazy climate people go up there, was it Jane Fonda was arrested, I think, mm -hmm. a bunch on the steps like every week she'd show up on like Friday. And the cops show up and they go, come on, do you want to do you want to go to jail or do you want to leave or how do you want to do this? And she goes, oh, no, take me to jail. And then they put her in the crappy zip cuffs. They take her in. She pays twenty five dollars. She gets back out. Mm -hmm. It's it's a it's theatrics. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. Yep. And that's all this is. I mean, I, although when the guy got taken out, the little weenie guy, I, I wonder who took his uh, his job as assistant manager at Starbucks that day. Like, yeah, call out. But <laughs> like, I mean, and like the fact think of like. When you're printing these shirts, who, who are the printers that mm. like are on? Do they have people like, is it like a union They're thing on, somewhere they, in town? Yeah, I don't know, man. In three days, these shirts were made? Yeah. If, I, if I'm being real, though, like if we're, if we're being real, real, I don't really think either group should be arrested. Yeah. I don't think either group should be arrested. Yep. Also, uh, again, what happened on January 6th where people were in the actual Capitol building? So this is my big complaint about all of that on top of all of the like imprisonment and the insanity there. I worked in the Capitol and I know that you can't go into the Capitol building unless you have official business and you need to get special tags to go in there. If you're a regular person who flew in for that January 6th protest and the doors are open and they're held open by cops because they were held open by cops, yeah. you don't know. 
you can you just walk in. Yeah. Like I know that like you actually can't go up on the steps a certain amount without it being illegal. There's usually signs on the steps. And I was on the other side of the Capitol for a couple of minutes that day. FBI called me really fun time. Um, <laughs> and I, I filmed the whole thing and it was like totally peaceful. Nothing on the other side. Like, oh, you were there. Sure. Yeah. 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 No I was shit. on the other side of the building. So I wasn't. So we're speaking this. to a real outlaw here. I'm a, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> shit. I actually, the FBI guy who called me, he wanted to do lunch and I'm like, I'm not doing lunch with you. I'll answer your questions, you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, I was like, you know, I like was there for like eight minutes. He goes, yeah, we know. And I go, you know, I went and bought groceries like after those eight minutes, like down the street at the Whole Foods. He goes, yeah, we know. I'm like, what, what the fuck? Do He's you... like, do you see anything? I was like, yeah, I saw a guy like stab a tire. He goes, we got that guy. <laughs> and there were people doing brunch literally so this is one side of the capital the uh, they want the media wants you to believe that they're this like the capital chaos. Yeah, chaos yeah the other side was so fucking chill that like the cops were just strolling around yeah. and like nothing happened and i walked straight up to the building there were people up on the steps jumping around or whatever i i know the rules you can't go up past, I think it's like 10 steps or something like that. I didn't even touch the steps that day and, and walked away. But if I'm somebody from out of town who comes in for this protest, I think it's the people's house. It's open to the public. Also, they had the COVID restrictions in then too. The doors are open. I'm going to walk in. And then they're all getting arrested and fined and thrown away in jail. And I mean, it's such a crazy double standard, but also it's a setup on these poor people who really don't know the rules for the Capitol. Might be their first time in D.C. because they're so upset about this and they have a right to protest. I'm with you. I think anybody who wants to protest there, I don't care. Like you, these people are supposed to be serving the people who serve in this building. That's how I feel. You get what Correct. you get. As long as there's yeah. not violence and attacking and threats on them, yeah. you can yell as much as you want. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with that. Um, but on, on, on the same thing, though, right? So like while all of this is going around, um, in a more serious note, you know, the stuff that's going on across the world, you know, did you guys see that, you know, the U.S. military intercepts two attack drones targeting Iraq air base where American troops are located? Um, and apparently about two hours ago or so, um, the U.S. Navy ship that's in the Red Sea right now uh, intercepted a couple of missiles uh, that came out of Yemen. Um, so you got two. Things are getting hot, man. Yeah, it's getting it's getting it's getting real hot. But yeah, I mean, so let's you know. You also have. Well, uh, I just want to know where are the people that protest for America. Like where where are our protests at? You know what I'm saying? Well, like, that was the so point. easy to jump on this no, no, no. for everybody that, else. That was the point of J six. Yeah. The point of J six was in to intimidate people. The reason it happened January sixth is that they made an example and set a precedent for the next four years or potentially, hopefully for them, for them, the next eight years mm -hmm. that scared everybody like you and me and us into not protesting or not going out to do these things. Yeah. So that's what the purpose of January 6th was. It was an intimidation. Hey, look what happens if you come and do these things. That's what this is about. This, yes. Yeah. That's, what, years. that's what that's about. Yeah. The next thing, the next time things pop off in like a, a town like Minneapolis or whatever the way it did under after George Floyd, I really think I'm going to switch to liberal. You know, I click bourbon and nobody ever goes after the, the fancy bourbon when there's looting of liquor stores. Yeah. I think that's going to be my section <laughs> when, when the next thing You're comes going to get it. Yeah, everybody else yeah. will get the Hennessy and I'm going to go right for the expensive bourbon. Because yeah. you've got to smash a second case to get to the Hennessy. That's, yeah. that's systemic racism. That's extra work. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's extra work. I'm just going to walk up. They leave $200 bottles of, of bourbon just sitting on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah. And just I'll just I'll bring like some, you know, some what nice the fuck does bubble that even wrap. Say? And, I don't want that shit. No, nobody yeah. wants that. No. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. Um, and then on top of this, did you guys also see the State Department just urged a worldwide caution for all U.S. Travel. citizens? Yeah, yeah, this is a big deal. And Biden's supposed to address the country about this today. Yeah. Yeah. At some point this afternoon. Yeah, I think 8 p.m. Central is, yeah. is what the scheduled time I, is. I think we're very, I think we're, we're within days. 
of what I've been telling everybody for the last three years was going to happen, actually happening, which is the the kickoff of a major conflict that will eventually be the reason as to why elections are disrupted or suspended in some way, shape, or form. That will justify I don't think that they can stop the momentum behind Trump at this point because everything they're trying to do is making him more loved because as the exposure of their bullshit comes to the surface, and I think we're at very high levels of you know noticing the bullshit right now um he gets more powerful like yeah. we're having we're having situations now where these San Francisco tech billionaires are coming out on TV and in public and saying yeah man uh i totally fell for the trump derangement syndrome i fell for it and now like you know i can see the effects and you know they're very being very delicate about it they're mm-hmm. saying well you know his policies, they did a great job because our, you know, and what's happening is they're losing a fuck ton of money and they're like, holy shit, this is actually going to cost us our shit and they're freaking out. And so now they're, even those guys who like three years ago, bro, were like, execute him. You know what I mean? Like these were aggressive anti anyone but Trumpers who are now saying, well, you know, maybe I was wrong because their bank accounts have gone down by 50% Mm. and they don't like it. So, you know, we're we're in a weird situation where the more disruption that happens right now, the more support he gets. So if they're if their asses are on the line, so to speak, which I believe they are with Trump, I believe Trump will come in and hold these people accountable at the highest level. I don't think there's going to be any forgiveness uh, at this point in time. Now I could be wrong, but that's what I think. Uh, what are like I said many of times? What are they not willing to do to keep? their lives or what would you okay let's say you guys were them and you knew that if i got in power i was going to fucking throw your asses in jail forever or execute you what would you be willing to do to prevent that from happening yeah what would you be willing to do to keep me out of office anything yeah including burning the fucking world down yeah and that's where we're at and so like i've been predicting and and if you guys listen to the show on a regular basis i've said this a number of times i mean probably way too many times over the last many years, I said they were either going to try to run the same pandemic play, which they tried. If you remember, a month ago, a month and a half ago, they tried it and it didn't work. Okay, so I was correct on both fronts. They actually tried to go with the pandemic first, mm-hmm. and now they're going with the world war. Nobody bought it. Yeah, and so you know we're we're in for some shit. And and this is this is why I told you guys to speak up three and a half years ago. This is why I told you to not go with the mask. This is why I told you to resist and stand up and and say no. And had we done that, and people still don't understand this, because there's a lot of people waking up now who are not connecting the dots through the journey. Mm-hmm. They don't. When I say, "Hey, you shouldn't have wore the mask," they they can't connect the dots that the mask is actually the thing that's led to all of these things, right? And um, it, it's it's frustrating. I'm happy people are waking up, but you guys who are waking up and noticing that shit's happening. You're going to have to have a much more open mind to understand how much wrong, how much you were actually wrong about, mm-hmm. because this started with ma- the manipulation of COVID and has then been parlayed into Black Lives Matter and then been parlayed into the vaccine and then been parlayed into Ukraine and now been parlayed into uh, the Middle Eastern conflict, which is going to lead to a world war. I mean, it's just gonna. So these, you know. I try to tell you, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, yeah. I'm not even upset about it because I'm just like, well, fuck, I, I did everything I could do. What else could I have done? You guys didn't listen. 
Tell me, tell me, what was your take on COVID? Uh, oh, my take on COVID? I traveled the country as soon as COVID hit. I mean, I was like the ultimate anti-COVID person. When I realized that you could get a flight from, it all started. So I actually did uh, 35 states and 80 cities during COVID. I reported on the effect of COVID on small business for uh, the Washington Times, I think I was working for at the time. Uh, but I started traveling. I realized flights were $19 to go basically anywhere you wanted to go. Oh, and uh, have a free open plane for yourself when it all started. And so I literally did planes, trains, and automobiles all over the country and, and gained 25 solid pounds that I earned. Had the best 40th <laughs> year of my life. Like, I mean, I took the coastal train from L.A. to Vancouver for $89. And, like, I was the only person on the train other than convicts and a, a, a couple of, like, homeless people that they gave tickets to to get out of California and move them up north. Um, <laughs> but I literally was, like, the one person. And I couldn't believe it because... You know, I sat down one day and like the logic hit me and like you're ahead of the game, Andy, and, and all you guys are really ahead of the game mentally. But I sat down and I go, they, they say we should stay here, but are they doing anything about it? No. Yeah. So I can just go. And I just went and and nobody ever said anything to me about anything. Yeah. You know, and I enjoyed my I probably had the best 2020 of almost anybody. I mean, I'm sure you had a great one, too. Yeah. But like I had the best 2020 out of anyone that I knew. Just yeah. traveled, did the whole country, saw everything. I, I went to Mount Rushmore, pulled up. Because the national parks were closed, right? And the cops were still there. Park police were like, oh, you can just pull up in our spaces by uh, Mount Rushmore. So I'm out there yeah. at Mount Rushmore with like three other people. That's like cool. just walking up, just seeing. And like I'm out in national parks by myself. I'm out like just, in, I enjoyed it was, my life. It was eerie. It was that Dude, time. I loved it. it, it I, I liked it too. It was almost like if you're from the Midwest, when you have like a snowstorm mm-hmm. and you go outside during the snowstorm and there's nobody, it was like that all the time. Yep. When and, Dallas gets the half inch of snow. Yeah. Yeah. It happens here too. Actually, one of my most, one of my favorite times to do the outdoor workouts is during that time at night when it's mm-hmm. snowing and there's nobody out. It's like the most quiet, peaceful thing ever. But for me, <clears throat> 2020 was like, I didn't have any fun, bro. Like, like, you know, I try to explain to you guys over and over and over again on the show, but like I was, I was at the height of my business career um, where I had worked 20 years to get to. And like, in my mind, I'm like, all right, well, fuck, I can at least start enjoying my life. And then that shit started. Right. And that's what I, that's, I, I feel obligated to do this show. I don't do this show cause I enjoy it. And, um, it's been frustrating for me the last few years, but it's weird because now everybody's freaking out and I'm like, calm. Like, I'm like, well, I tried to tell you, man, like I was beating that drum as loud as I could fucking beat it. And you guys thought I was crazy. And now here we are, you know, so like I've expected this to happen. Like, so I'm not surprised. And I'm actually more calm now on the brink of world war than I've been the whole entire time because I've been urgent about trying to warn people. And uh, now it's just like, okay, well, it's clear to me that these people are going to do what they're going to do and we're going to have to fucking figure it out. Yeah. I feel safer here than uh, a year ago. I did a stand-up show in uh, London and I went over and my opening joke was, uh, I've never performed in a Muslim country before. So if I violate the Sharia, <laughs> let me know. And the crowd, <laughs> it was like, uh, so I had been there and I'd watched a bunch of British comics go before me and the crowd had this like release of laughter that was like, I've never felt it before. And, it, and I, I couldn't quite figure out why. Uh, later on, I looked at it and I technically violated their free speech rules because I insulted a, a religion and like it could have caused some sort of like could have caused violence or something. They have very, very bizarre, generally written speech laws over there that they can lock you up for if you offend the wrong people. Yeah. But that country's been invaded. hundred percent. All of Europe has. Yeah. But uh, but where I was the, the most popular boy's name in, in, in England right now is Muhammad. Of course. Mm-hmm. 
Well, there was a there was a restaurant, and I brought this up. I, I said that I was staying in like little Pakistan or something, where they had me like where the hotel was. It was this really nice Marriott. I forget what part of town it was, but they had a restaurant. It was a bunch of like uh, Islamic restaurants. One of them was named Iran, and I'm like, who's going to a restaurant called Iran anywhere in the world? Yeah, you get like, your fucking hand cut off for eating a fucking extra roll. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like. Who in the hell? These are literally enemies of the West that you named a restaurant after after in one of the, you know, probably most, I don't know, like one of the, the benchmark towns for Western civilization. Yeah. The fact that they can do that is insane, but like, it's crazy. And and it didn't matter. Thank God my jokes weren't that great, but it didn't matter what I said past that first opening line about performing in a Muslim country because these people were just looking for any kind of freedom yeah. because they feel so yeah. like locked up. Luckily- we can still say what we want to an extent in this country. I mean, they'll, they'll try to still come after you. Yeah. But luckily, we still have that freedom. They don't have that over there. They can't even fight back <clears throat> with their words. You're touching on an important point that I think everybody should understand is that if we don't exercise our freedom of speech right now, we will eventually be backed into the corner that they've been backed into. Yeah. And so, you know, this goes into the concept that, we, that I talk about a lot here, which is that freedom is something that you must actually live for it to exist. And a lot of people across the globe have made the mistake of thinking that freedom comes from their leaders when it actually comes from your ability to live a free and autonomous life. And this is what we think about when we think of free speech. If we don't exercise free speech now and we keep withholding our opinions and our viewpoints because we're afraid, eventually they will just make those laws happen because so many people are afraid to speak against them. And then we are literally losing free speech. Well, and we're fun. lucky to have it right now. Still. Oh, oh yeah. No, we, we very much so. But are. this is a key time for people to legitimately speak up, man. Mm -hmm. Like it's a very important time. What, what's crazy too is so both the right and the left try to limit free speech. It's both sides. Yes. Uh, the right is more free speech technically than, than the left right now, but because the left is louder about it. But there's two different angles, and I brought this up. Actually, oddly, I spoke at Yale a couple of weeks ago. The political union brought me in, which was a, a blast because yeah. the trans kids hate me, by the way. It turns out it's really great when you... Well, they hate everybody. They do. Yeah. They really they just love yourself. They fucking really. hate everybody, dude. They, they, they hate themselves. That's why That's they why. think that... Yeah. Listen, bro. Those people hate themselves, so they assume that everybody else hates them, which is why they fucking act the way they do. The truth of the matter is, which makes people hate transvestite them. culture. That's correct. It's a self fulfilling prophecy. Transvestite culture has existed for thousands of years. Okay, it's been an accepted norm of society that a small percentage of people will dr cross dress or live their life as the opposite sex. That's a you could go back to fucking ancient history and that existed. It's only become a problem when the communists have decided to make that the weapon that they have now used to infiltrate our culture to get us to argue. Right. So we have all these people who are trans who like fucking 10 years ago. I'm like, cool, man. Like definitely a dude. But yeah, I but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's like, it's become this thing where if you don't accept it and you don't like embrace it and you don't celebrate it and you don't let your kids be indoctrinated by it, it's you're a bigot or you're mm -hmm. a piece of shit. Yep. And bro, this is actually great that they've been doing this because people are sick of it. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with like, you know, with, with the racist stuff. It's like, it's not, it's no longer good enough just to not be racist. You got to be anti-racist. Yeah. Like, what the fuck does that? Well, you have to have sex with a trans black person if you're a white person or you're yeah, you're a or you're racist. You're, and if you didn't do it today, if you did if you did it yesterday and you did it today, well, then you became racist. Mm -hmm. And then you have to go through the the checklist of what you have to do while you're having Correct. sex with them in order to, to yeah. get past them. Got to tickle the balls. <laughs>
That's right. The right way. DJ, you know about that. No more. <laughs> Right, guys, jump in on this conversation. Let us know what you guys think uh, down in the comments. Hashtag speak now or and let us know what you guys yeah, think. That's a good hashtag. You like that? Yeah. yeah. So let's keep this show moving, man. But I think that's a real accurate hashtag right now. Speak now or. I think, yeah. I think you guys should come to the realization that if you do not speak now, you will lose the ability to stand up for yourself in a very real way. And that you can no longer allow, you know, people like myself or people with big platforms or Tim or fucking these people you follow on the internet to do your speaking for you. You have to join in. Yeah. You have to join in. Absolutely, man. Uh, so, guys, let's keep this cruise moving. But before we get to our second headline, it's time as always. Let's cruise some comments. I got two of them for you. This oh, time. good. Yeah, we're throw, we got good. Notes. I saw a couple interesting ones on the day in the life oh, yeah. yesterday. I mean, most of them were awesome. By the way. I appreciate all the love on that video. That was that was that was cool as fuck. Yeah. Um. We for you. I don't know if you know, but we started this new thing where we, I watched the product. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. We started this new thing where we're we're DJ and I are working on this little show concept, uh, day in the life, mm-hmm. and it, a lot of people are like, "Well, is that just one episode?" No, it's a series, and we have a whole bunch of shit planned. A lot of shit. Yeah. So it's going to be cool. The first few episodes are mainly focused on my life because people have never seen it, uh, and then we're going to move into some really badass shit. So we're excited about it. Well, this is, I, I'll, I'll say this and it's not just because I'm here because I told you this privately. Yeah. You're one of the very few people who I see as an actual influencer and a, a successful businessman who's legitimate and not grifting. Yeah, well. I mean, that's like the, it, it, there are so many people who are like. What do you think, what do you think, and I was talking to my buddy John Burke about this. In your mind, I appreciate that by the way, very much. Um, I do care about this. Like this would be, that was part of the reason why I wanted to show my life because I come on here all the time and I'm like, guys, I don't know if you know this, but. I don't have to do this shit. And so now you can clearly see I don't have to do this shit. Um, I do it because I love this country, man. I do it because I grew up in a, in a country that allowed me to achieve that. You know, like I started my business with $12,000 that I got painting the fucking stripes on a parking lot with my business partner. We started with nothing. We lived in the back of our store, our first retail store in 1999. We lived in the back of it. We lived in it, okay? Like, and that went on and off for a few years. For the first 10 years I was in business, bro, I made 58 fucking thousand dollars total. I made $0 the first three years. I made $695 per month the next seven years, okay? Like, dude, I know what can be done in this country when it's when it's at least somewhat free. And if we were actually really free, meaning like, we didn't have the overbearing tax burdens that we have, and we actually paid a reasonable tax, like 10%, and it was allocated properly. Bro, every single one of you guys listening now has the capacity to build a legitimate, incredible life. And so, like, I care about that, man. Like, I I look at it as, like, I'm, I've benefited from this country, and now I see that being taken away for people that are 19, 20 years old, like I was when I started, and that really bothers me. And I feel like... I'm not being a good steward or a good American of the opportunity if I don't stand up and defend it, you know? And that's where it comes from for me. Yeah, that's where it comes from for me. But anyway, we did get some assholes. Yeah, we got a few of those. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got one. Yeah. That's right. Some are nicer than others. Just saying. Bleach. Yeah, <laughs> whatever you gotta do. <laughs> yeah, so let's cruise these comments, man. So I, like I said, I got two of them for you. Well, apparently the bidet helps a lot. The what? The bidet. A day? Yeah, isn't that right, Joe? Yeah, Joe, see, Joe just built himself a new house, a and he put a bidet in. All right, now I've had a bidet in my house. You got a bidet? Yeah, so I had one in my old house too. Big Where? paper's not gonna like yeah. this. But listen, bro, 
I've never used it. Like ever, not once. Like I've never got on the bidet ever. Like I felt, I felt a little weird, man. Like I felt like I might like it a little bit too much. You I know what I'm saying? Until we went to it, had one. I was afraid to use it too. Yeah. So, so I come in here the other day, and Joe is explaining to one of the guys. He's like, "Yeah, man, it's fucking amazing." And and so apparently, like I'm missing out. Yeah. See, I'm always afraid of them because, like, I don't know what's like, bro. I feel like toilet water's cold, right? Like they, that's a cold water hookup. I don't How want, is it, Joe? Give Joe the mic. I don't want cold I want to hear this. I don't want cold water on my butt. Is it good? So it is. They do have a cold water hookup. So, but if you pay a little extra, you get the one that hooks up with electric and have some hot water spray down there. You know what I mean? Well, so I don't want it. hot water either. I just need it's like warm. It's warm, bro. Room it's, temperature. It's, 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 it's consistent temperature with the butthole. That's what I'm saying. So you're like, saying, Joe? That's facts. Okay. Bro, like, so, like for real, <laughs> real talk, like no look, bullshit. Man, my, my no wife bullshit. Got one. It, it, is it, it took good? Her like almost two years to convince me to like go in there and just use it one time. I'm like, all right. You know, I fuck around and go use it. I'm like, man, it's just life changing. Did you bro. smoke a cigarette afterwards? Uh, yeah, two of them. <laughs> 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 right, I'm gonna have to give it a try. We might, have to, we might have to film this. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to. We have to make that. We might have to make this a short. Yeah. You just blur it. It's yeah. fine. Kimberly Clark right now really upset with this conversation about bidets being great. Why is that? It's a paper company. Oh, really? They're they're the ones that do all of the uh, the hand the the paper towels and the toilet mm. paper and stuff like that. All the corporate stuff. But that's my other thing. Like, don't you got to dry? You got to like, do you just drip dry? Like, how does that work? Yeah. How does it work? Oh yeah. I mean, but you, then I feel like if you use toilet paper, you're gonna get like pieces in there. I think the best possible one could be like like what I what I think they like should make. It's like no, like, yes, like a bidet car wash almost. Like, like you get in there, it squirts some water, wash. then it like foams <laughs> it up, right? It. Then it shoots some they, foam they, on there. Like a vacuum. And there's neon lights, huh? Neon, neon lights. lights. Yeah, right. Dude, like, we got it's a it process. The, we got it during the they waxed the tires. Oh, you did? Yeah, that's when we got it. Hey, did you ever drink out of it? Nah, bro, I'm good on you that. You think about it? <laughs> Everybody's fighting for toilet paper. I'm like, fuck you, bro. I got a free car wash. That's crazy. Yeah. That's dude, crazy. dude, if they made one that had like a water, yeah. then like foam, then like water, then like dry, I mean, I might get into that. Somebody... I, uh, not to get too personal here, guys, but uh, <laughs> when I take my morning shit, I take a shower afterwards. So yeah. I Oh, it's just shower it's the same thing. It's That's kind of like a buddy. Shit, yeah, shower, it's shave. the same thing. Yeah, that, that's the routine. Shit, shower, shave. For us pores that can't afford the <laughs> <us> showers. <laughs> hey guys, let's cruise the comments, man. I got some good ones for you. So this this first comment, <laughs> this first comment is from Steve sixty six zero three. He says, "My aunt has candy corn from two years ago." They've been on her coffee table since 2019. Yeah, <laughs> I bet they're still good, bro. Candy corn doesn't have any expiration, man. The profile picture. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a common thing, man. I, I, I know those aunts. I have them. Yeah. You guys got those aunts where all their shit's expired in the house? Y not so much anymore, but when I was growing up, my grandma had stuff like that, right? Yeah. Like there was shit that you would go over there and you saw it and you would go over there on Easter, you yeah. know, it was there. You go over there on Thanksgiving. It's still there. Like, no. Yeah. Well, you know what else? You know what else my grandma always had, which never made sense to me, was those bowls of fake grapes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Are you trying to eat one? Yes. And it's like this. It's like, yeah. dude, I used to like, when I was a kid, bro, I was like kind of weird. And like, I would chew now. on weird shit. Like, like, like I used to chew on Legos. All right. Like, it's a fucking weird thing. Like. I, you know what it is and what fake it is grapes. yeah fake grapes man oh fuck man yeah i used to get yelled at because you're gonna choke on that 
That's probably why my teeth were so fucked up. I had to get fake teeth because I chewed on all kinds of weird shit. Was that like a depression thing that people were like, we can't afford fa- uh, real fruit, so we're going to have fake fruit out on the table? I don't know. I mean, it, I think it just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't see it anymore, though. Do you mm, see it no. anymore? Mm-mm. I never uh, see no, it. They make, it's like fake lemons and shit now. Really? Like fake lemons is a thing. Hmm. The yeah. 90s uh, and early 2000s, they made all those candles that were like fake pies and fake fruit that you would, like mm, my I mom went through those. that phase. I remember those. Between that and Thomas Kincaid, Painter of Light, everybody had those things and, mm. and Beanie Babies. Oh, yeah. Beanie Babies. Thomas Kincaid. I forgot about that. that was, How old are you? I'm 43. Oh, yeah. All right. So we're in the same era. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Makes sense. DJ has no idea. Nope. Sure don't. Thomas Kincaid, Painter of Light. Everyone collected his stuff obsessively. Yeah. Mm-mm. It was like, that was like, they were like, you're going to be a millionaire if you get one of these lithographs. Nope. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> you nope. got to go well. It goes to the garage sale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the second comment, uh, this is from the uh, Day in the Life episode, actually. Um, this comment is from G Code TX. They say, for a man that would rather be left alone, we appreciate you showing us how good life can be. Well, hey, man, you know, I had a good conversation with some good friends, man. They convinced me that I was holding back and it was hurting people. And so I fucking decided to go ahead and do it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. You know, I was talking to Alex Hermosi and Layla Hermosi and Layla was telling me how she used to watch my content back in the day and it would make her feel not good about herself because she felt like all I did was high intensity work, 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 blah, blah, blah. And because she couldn't do that, you know, she assumed that's what I did all day long, 24 hours a day. And I never really thought about it like that. I never thought like, damn, dude, people are only picking up this one little snapshot of me, not understanding that like there's a reason that I do this. And so it it made me feel obligated to do it. And, um, you know, the cool thing is, is it was uncomfortable to start doing because I was just like, you know, I don't like having my life out there, bro. That's not that's not really my style, but. The reception that you guys gave on it has been awesome, and so it's, it's been cool. So I'm excited to, I'm excited to push this show down the, down the line a little bit further. I think you guys are gonna fucking really love what we have coming. Yeah, especially yeah. after the reaction from the first one. Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. So as always, guys, we appreciate you. Thank you for liking, commenting, and sharing. But make sure you guys are subscribed also. So keep being real ass fans. Uh, let's keep the show moving. We got uh, headline number two. Headline number two reads. Sidney Powell pleads guilty in Georgia election case. Donald Trump's cracking lawyer in Pleado talks. So will she turn? A Daily Mail article, guys, reading, Sidney Powell, one of Donald Trump's former lawyers, has suddenly pleaded guilty to conspiring to overturn the results of the 2020 U.S. presidential election. The so-called cracking lawyer, who's 68, admitted six criminal counts and avoided jail as she was sentenced to six years probation during a surprise appearance at the Fulton County Court in Georgia on Thursday. In a potentially devastating blow to Trump, she agreed to testify truthfully against her co-defendants, including the former president, uh, at future trials. The shock move sparked speculation that she had flipped and agreed to cooperate with prosecutors turning on her old boss. Powell pleaded guilty to six charges of conspiracy to commit intentional interference with the performance of electoral duties. Her acceptance of a plea deal is a remarkable U-turn for a lawyer who had strenuously pushed for uh, pushed conspiracy theories about the election being stolen. Powell earned her cracking nickname in 2020 when she described the case she was mounting against Joe Biden's election vi- victory as the Kraken. 
Um, now, in addition to probation, Fulton County Superior Court Judge Scott McAfee ordered her to pay a $6,000 fine. She was also ordered to write a letter of apology to the state of Georgia and its residents. Powell was accused, alongside Trump and 17 others, of involvement in a wide-ranging scheme to keep the Republican president in power after he lost the election to Biden. Uh, specifically, they have been accused of conspiring to overturn the results in Georgia, where Biden won a narrow victory by 12,000 votes. In doing so, the defendants violated Georgia's anti-racketeering law, or RICO, uh, prosecutors alleged. Trump, the front runner for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination, has pleaded not guilty to 13 charges. Andy, Tim, what do we got on this? I'm going to get called a libtard. Ready? <laughs> I have a nuanced opinion on this. This entire case is garbage. This whole case is total garbage. You know what else is garbage? Sidney Powell is garbage. Hmm. Both of them. Both can be true. Uh, when she was out cashing in on the Kraken and then the biblical Kraken, she always had the next thing was coming. Just send me more money. Just and, and that was the whole thing. It was just send me more money. We got it coming. It's coming. And and we kept hearing the Kraken's coming. We got the, nothing. She had nothing the entire time. And that's why he separated himself from her eventually there. And also in the back, you got Jenna Ellis, who has flipped to DeSantis now, who was also part of that team there behind behind her arm. There is another one who just used Trump to get ahead. One of Trump's probably one of Trump's only weaknesses is that he has a propensity to surround himself with grifters. I think he's a good guy. I think he's a nice guy. I think he's too nice of a guy. And I think if somebody says, hey, that's a good guy, you should hire him. He does it. And then it ends up being a trash person. Paul Manafort was one of those trash people who was inside. Mm -hmm. uh, Reince Priebus and Sean Spicer, who were uh, old school swamp, who he hired in the White House immediately coming out. Shit like, pits. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, there's just so many garbage people that have been around him. She was there only to cash in. She never had anything. But this entire case is garbage and and is trying to keep Trump out of the 2024 election. And Rico is insane that they charged them with. I mean, the, some of the things that uh, was it Mark Meadows was was charged because he asked for a phone number at some point. I mean, it's, it, this whole case is insane. But Sidney Powell's not a good person. And and it's it sucks. Yeah, this is a save your own ass move. How mm -hmm. I'm seeing. Yes. It. This oh, is absolutely. this is you've been paying lawyer fees. You don't have the money to pay them or you're now you're going to go to jail or you're going to flip. And she said, well, I'm not going to jail. That's yeah. what this is. Oh, yeah. So I also think there's more to this, too. And I, I don't disagree with anything that you said. Here's a big problem that I have. Do you, do you know what Operation Truth was? No. Do you? Mm. Pull up Operation Truth. Operation Trust? Trust. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Here's what happened. The Bolsheviks set up an operation to make people believe that the good guys were in control. And what this did was this quelled the revolution, the potential revolution of people who were anti-Bolshevik and helped them identify who was anti-Bolshevik. And then when they actually got in power, guess what happened to these people? They were killed. All right. Now, what does that sound like to you? That sounds a lot like this thing called Q. Mm -hmm. All right. Who Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood and fucking a whole bunch of other people pushed out into the public as a real thing, okay? Now, what was the effect of the QAnon narrative? The effect was people were pissed and they said, don't worry, the white hats are in control. It's a movie. Trump is still president. It's a movie. He's in charge. The military's in charge, blah, blah, blah. And what this created was an opportunity to quell the resistance 
and identify the people who were on the side of the resistance. Now, all of you who are out there that believed in this shit, bet that you were on a list of somewhere and some way, shape or form, eventually you will be dealt with if these people continue to maintain power. And you have been fooled and you have been lied to and you have been misinformed intentionally so that you would not revolt against this shit over the course of time. And these people that they're talking about were part of pushing this sort of phenomenon into the culture. All right. And that is real shit. What, what was uh, Mike Flynn just came out like two days ago and wrote this long post about how QAnon's fake and you guys quit believing this shit. Well, bro, you were one of those guys who was pushing that shit out. Okay. So what the fuck team are you on? All right. And, and you guys who are sitting here thinking, oh, well, Trump's in control and everything's going to work out. No, the fuck he isn't. And no, the fuck it isn't unless you stand up and speak up right now. Okay. So all of you thinking this is a movie or this is, you know, theater or this is an operation to show you the truth. No, this is actually happening. And all of that is being fed to you so that you believe someone else will ride in and handle it. And no one is coming. No one is coming. And so the damage that these people did was not just grift. The damage they did was they lied. And what's happened because of their lies is that a whole bunch of people that would have stood up three, four years ago didn't and haven't. And now we're here. And that's a big fucking problem. So if we talk about like real shit, like who's a traitor to the people of this country, the people that push this conspiracy into reality knowingly, knowing that it wasn't true, are the biggest traitors of them all. The biggest traitors of them all. They are more of a traitor than the actual people perpetrating the crimes because they knew that it was bullshit and they put it out because they were paid or somehow compensated or promised something to put it out. Or installed there and knew what okay. was actually going to happen. Which so that makes a lot of sense. So, so there's a couple things here that people need to understand. One, QAnon is bullshit. Okay, it may align with what is going on and you may say, oh, but it's all happening. Okay, well, yeah, if the other team knows what's going to happen and then they put it out and say, this is what's going to happen. The evidence actually should be this. They've known. Here's how you should look at Q. They've known, meaning the fucking enemy of our country has known that they were going to do this step by step by step by step all the way along the way, including the names of the people who were going to execute the plays that they ran for the last four years. Because how Q came about was it came about on a, a chat forum called 4chan mm -hmm. where they were posting what was going to happen back in 2017, 2018. All right. So how do they know this was going to happen? And you got these people out here thinking, well, there's time machines and they know, and this yeah. like, no, for real, that's part of the conspiracies. Yeah. Okay. And that's, that's wrong. What you're dealing with is an operation by communists and by Bolsheviks who have done this before in history. And we've talked about this on the show before this exact thing. I call it operation truth by accident, but operation trust. We talked about it years ago. Okay. And I tried to warn you guys years ago. The first arrest will shock you. Yeah. Right. How do they know that? Yeah. The first arrest. It's fucking Trump. 
right? Like, bro, listen, man, this is a communist insurgency that's been happening for years. They have planned it out step by step by step by step. They are intentionally dismantling the country right in front of your fucking face. And they have convinced you that somebody is going to ride in on a white horse and save the day and nobody is coming. And so the people who perpetrated that lie, I'm not talking about the people who fell for it. I'm not talking about the pages who, you know, the regular people who, but those pages that push this shit, they are part of that operation. Understand that. So it's, it's a big problem because now we've sunken down into this point where if we don't take action, at least with our voices, at least with standing with our fellow Americans, they are going to continue to destroy this country. So what's happening here is very real. It's happening day by day by day. And they have convinced you to stay silent, just like they've convinced you to stay silent with political correctness, with cancel culture, with silent majority. They have now used this operation trust that they now call Q to keep you silent while they took everything from you. So at what point in time are we all going to wake up and say, fuck, nobody's coming. It's us for real. I'm here to tell you that that is right now. So I, I don't know what else to say to that. You're you right. have Mike Flynn out here saying it, that it's fake. So, but you're right. But he was also one of the people who pushed it. I know. So like, it's like, there's so much horseshit. By the way, I, I have to like, there's so many points that I want to make from yeah. and, and a lot of them are goofy. One of them, uh, the time machine thing. Have you seen the thing where they're like, Baron Trump was in a book in the 1800s? Yeah, yeah I saw that. that. That is such a goof thing that people believe. Yeah. Uh, I can't fault. I can only. Well, that book is on Amazon. If you go on Amazon and look for that book, it is fucking on there. But that doesn't mean that they didn't plant it on there. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, they could have. I mean, there's there's no no different from the wildfires in Maui. How the book was published like a day or two before. Oh, this is going to get hot, right? All these fires get set everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, bro, they know what they're doing, and they're doing it. This is a massive operation that comes from the world government, fucking NWO communists. They've known this has been planned for years. It should scare the fucking shit out of you. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I on a lighter note, even though you're 100 percent correct, by the way, um, I can only hate Q 99.999 percent because they used to put me in Q drops all the time. Whoever was running it, yeah. Like, and it was super weird because so in 2016, I was invited to to talk at a free speech convention in Moscow. They invited, like, at random, I got an invitation from the Russian Federation. I'm like, what the hell? No, I'm going to pass on that. Um, But Q used to put me in, whoever was running it would put my tweets in there, and I'd have, like, 2,000 new followers, 3,000 new followers overnight, all these people, like, worshiping this. Yeah. And saying, like, Q sent me to your profile, and I'm like, what the hell is this? Dude, these people people will not listen. Like, what I just said is going to make them extremely angry. But the, the reality is, is like, bro, you guys got played. Yeah. And if you really care about this country, you got to realize that you got played. It's not your fault you got lied to. You have an expectation to believe things. And we're all looking for hope. We're all looking for something to happen. But nothing's going to happen. Well, when I was hosting conservative radio calling Sydney Powell a grifter and, and you shouldn't be trusting her, like when that was happening, like live. Oh, boy, you really you would have thought I was like, well, that's saying, because she was inserting the ultimate hope for us. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, dude, do you do you think there's do you think that this is a coincidence that these people push Q and are now getting off of their sentence. This is the, this is, this is what was supposed to happen the whole time. She was supposed to fucking testify against Trump. Right. The whole time she's known this. These people 
are the biggest traders of them all because they've sold us all down the fucking river. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, my only thing is how did Trump miss this? Very I, easy. Very easy. You're under a, just like Tim said, bro, you're, you're getting told by your advisors. These people are credible. These people do this. These people do that. Ultimately, he's a nice guy that trusts people. I think that's the problem. That I, and that's it's such a weird thing to be like. Bro, I've been saying this for years about him, dude. I'm like Trump. You need some fucking real people around you that are understanding what's going on at the street level. Yeah. Like he's got the wrong fucking people advising him, dude. Yeah, guys, jump in on this conversation. Let us know what you guys think down in the comments. Hashtag Operation Truth. Let us know. Drop it down there. Uh, so let's keep this cruise on the move, man. We got. Hold on. Can I can I interrupt you real yeah, quick? Yeah. Uh, I was at a conference once I hosted at Trump Doral. And Mike Flynn was one of the speakers there. And he came out on stage. This is what lost. I mean, I didn't like him to begin with, but this is what totally lost him for me. And it's very minor, but kind of. He came out to We're Not Gonna Take It, right? His walkout music. He didn't just walk out to the music, dude. He stood on stage and danced around for the full fucking six minutes of that song before he started talking. It was so awkward. I don't know how people, and people were like cheering it on. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? Like, number one, like this guy like loves himself so much and he's on top of it. Like when I'm there to talk and when you speak at events, you're not coming out and like having a full like five no. minute intro and blah, blah. No. You, you're there to talk. You're there to like, yeah. actually, this dude was just there to like, just soak it in. And like, and I'm like, what the hell is this? But six minutes, I hate we're not going to take it now because of him. <laughs> it's, it's actually a good, good song bro it's frustrating <laughs> for me to really think about because like over the years we've had trouble de deciding deciphering like mm -hmm. what was going on here yeah like is this what, like what is happening here and what's actually happened is the communist people who have infiltrated our, our our government and our media and who are destroying our country put this operation in play intentionally to keep us subdued to keep us quiet and it worked <laughs> and people yeah. and, and yeah yeah and now we got to dig out of this fucking hole because, dude, had people stood up back then, where would we be? Mm. And then ask yourself, why did they push that QAnon so hard during the time between November of 2020 and January of Inauguration Day of 2021? Why did they push that Q thing so hard during that time? Because that's when it was pushed to the forefront. It was, it was right after... Uh, the actual election day in 2020 up through the inauguration day of 2021. Why did they do that? Because they knew they were still in the Hold election. Hold on. That's correct. And they knew that people were going to want to fight. And correct. They knew Man. that they stole the election and they knew that people would revolt and kill them. So they needed to show a, 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 a more peaceful option. And they placed these credible people in front of you to tell you, don't worry, the Kraken is coming. Don't worry, Trump's still the president. Don't worry, the police is going to arrest them. I fucking believe that the police were going to arrest those people at inauguration. Like, I believe that. Yeah. yeah. You wanted to believe it. So why would they need Q if they didn't steal the election? Hmm. Why would they push it out between that time, the election day of 2020 and inauguration day of 2021, that six or eight weeks or whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. Why would they put, they pushed it out because that was when they thought the revolt might happen. Why would they think a revolt would happen during that time? Because they knew what the fuck they did. Yeah. Yep. And then get mainstream media all on their same accord. Pushing yeah, bro. And then Trump, want to believe it Trump comes out and yeah. says, well, Q could, is that a bad thing? So that makes me wonder, like, 
Does he know about this? No, I, here's the thing about Trump. I think he's just one of those guys. He's like, a, again, nice guy. The first time he's presented with anything or anything that could be. But like, why didn't he come about. along at any time, Tim, and say. Because the people are still around him. Bro, no, no, no. A, what I'm saying oh. is, why didn't he come out in public and say, listen, this is it, bro. They stole the election. This is the end of our country. And if you fuckers don't do something about it, because people would have done something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they would have done something. It's fucking scary, dude. Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. Let's let's keep this cruise moving, though, guys. We got a third and final headline. Headline number three. Headline number three reads. Well, uh, hold on. Before we get into this, mm-hmm. there's a topic that should be in here that's not in here. Did you see what happened at Harvard? Which piece? What, the Palestinian protests uh, and then them getting blacklisted? Yeah, we talked about that on the last episode. No, no, no. Did you see what happened, though, as a result of that? Did you see that their biggest donor withdrew their funds from Harvard? No, yeah, I didn't no. see that. Okay. Their biggest donor is a group called the Wexner Group. Are you familiar with the Wexner Group? No. Okay. Well, the Wexner Group is headed up by a guy in a family uh, named Les Wexner. Now, do you know what Les Wexner founded? He founded Victoria's Secret. All right. Now, Lex Wexner, guess what? Guess who his fucking best buddy was? Guess. He had an island. Epstein? Yes. Okay. Oh, shit. So, Fuck. so Wexner's best friend is Epstein. All right. Epstein's traveling to his properties. Part of these properties that he was living in, you know, apparently had ties to Les Wexner. Now, now let's, let's, let's break this down real quick. Let's just break this down. So billionaire, former Victoria's Secret CEO pulls funding from Harvard, accusing the school of dismal failure to take a stand for Israel. All right. So he he yanks his funding from Harvard. Okay. And the very next day, type in Victoria's Secret into Google. The very next day. And nobody's talked about this. Nobody's talked. Not a single motherfucker. It's a hot topic. Victoria's Secret, Les Wexner. Throw it up there. The very next day after he put... Now, Harvard, for those of you that don't know, has one of the biggest endowments, if not the biggest endowment of any school Mm -hmm. in the history of academics. And how are they pushing down these progressive ideologies? They're pushing them down through the academic institutions. And I think we would all agree that when it comes to academic institutions, Harvard is the king. All right? You can say Yale's better or Cambridge or Cambridge or fucking uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Cornell or, or whatever, Brown. You could fucking argue this shit. But at the end of the day, Harvard's got the biggest brand. When you say, hey, I went to fucking Harvard, it means something to people. Now, we have this man who his foundation is funding this institution, which is notorious for pushing down the most far left progressive ideologies and the woke, quote unquote, woke shit of all the academic universities. He gets pissed off because these people in his institutions are protesting on the side of Palestinians, okay? Which they are reporting that they are protesting on the side of Hamas. There is a difference between Hamas and Palestinians. It's a different, it would be like saying the KKK and Americans. It's different, okay? So he gets pissed off, he pulls his funding. The very next day, 
The very next day, Victoria's Secret is ditching its feminist makeover, lingerie brand returning to its hypersexualized roots after scrapping catwalk angels for plus size and transgender models. Amid reports, sales have plunged 5%. Now, this motherfucker is a multi-billionaire. He doesn't give two fucks about sales being down 5%, in my opinion. Okay, so what is this actually about? Well, I don't know. Could it be about that this man got so upset that people were protesting against what he believed, which is clearly pro-Israel, okay? Which I'm not here to have that argument right now. I'm pro-America. I really don't give two fucks what these people do to each other. I'm also anti-slaughter innocent civilians, yeah. uh, regardless of what country they belong to, okay? The American people and the American government, two different things. Israel government and Israeli people, two different things. Hamas, Palestinians, two different things. Russian, Russian government, two different things. So understand, I am pro-human. I am pro-life you know, life when it comes to human beings not being fucked with for the agenda of elite fucks, okay? But apparently, this guy gets so pissed off about what happens over there that he decides to pull his funding from Harvard and then abandon the narrative of woke ESG, DEI, CEI bullshit that is being pushed down by the biggest corporations in the world. And since this man, who is so influential that he is literally the biggest, where else is he donating money? And where else is that money potentially being pulled from? And how does this tie together? It's a weird thing, isn't it? Yeah, isn't that a weird yeah. thing? Yeah, so who's weird. driving the culture of this woke stuff? Hmm. Well, clearly... It's guys like this. Yeah. All right? Yeah. This guy takes the most famous clothing brand of all time and destroys it with fucking dudes wearing lingerie. Who are overweight. Okay. So why did he do that? He didn't do that because he's stupid. He built the biggest fucking company in, in women's lingerie. They're, they're known for nearly being a monopoly in women's lingerie. Okay? They're huge, dude. So what's the reason here? Something to think about. It's something to think about. It's something. Do you think that those moves are unrelated when they happen one day and then the next day? Hmm. Hmm. Do we think that, is it a coincidence that this man had so many ties with Jeffrey Epstein? Is it a coincidence that his trigger point is, you know, what's going on with Israel? Like where, what are the, what is it? What are we dealing with here? You know, maybe it's something for you guys to wrap your brains around and roll around in your brains a little bit because no one's talking about this. And this is clearly connected in some way, shape or form. There's no coincidence that this man who supported Harvard. And by the way, when you give money, large amounts of money to schools, you're proud of that. You walk into the events and you're like, I'm the man. OK, and this is clearly part of his identity. So he gets so mad about this. So what are the implications of this? So is he giving up on all the woke? It sounds like he is. All right, so what's the implications of that in culture? I actually think this is promising news. I see this as promising news. I see this as that we are in a, in a situation where potentially woke culture is going to die because woke culture has now turned against the people who have created woke culture. I also think people are losing a lot of money on woke stuff. I mean, look at Disney. Their numbers are yeah, way down. Netflix sure. numbers down. Nobody's going to see a, a Disney movie for a lecture anymore. Yeah. And so this is in the same. I mean, any. I think any smart business person would be like, I'm going to run it. I mean, of you course. take a successful but, business but, like this. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Fair point. What about Bud Light? 
Bud Light guys are smart. The CEO of Bud Light, smart guy. Why didn't he come out and make the adjustment? I think they make enough money. Well, no, they did lose. How much did they lose? Twenty-seven billion? Twenty-seven billion dollars. Yeah. Okay. There's a Bud Light distributor right up the street. They're, they've had to lay people off. This is affecting their company. So when we think about the money part, remember, these people are willing to lose money for the cause. It's not just about money. It's, it, to us, we're like $20 billion. What the fuck? Like, there's no way. I, I don't care what it is. Yeah. To them, these people have been rich for so long and powerful for so long. They don't think about it like that. They yep. see it as something else. Okay. So let's let's hear what you think about this in the comments. I would be curious to see what you guys think about this because clearly there's a connection here. And personally, I feel like this may be the very end uh, or the beginning of the end of this woke shit being pushed down through, through companies and culture. So because their business is going to go back up. Oh, yeah. You know, you're gonna they're gonna start putting hot hot chicks and fucking good lingerie, and people are gonna buy it. Well, Shocking! I was feeling better about myself when I saw fat mannequins in the front of uh, Victoria. <laughs> yeah, but you notice even with that though, you notice how there's not any for men; it's just women. It's just women. Well, that's another double standard, like we talked about yeah. in the beginning of the show. You know, uh, body positivity only only uh, only uh, applies to women. Yep, does not apply to men. Men are expected to be in shape. Yep, men are expected to have a six pack. Men are expected to fucking, you know, be all the things we've always supposed sixes, to be. sixes, baby. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, but, you know, it's it's a beautiful thing for a woman to be 400 fucking pounds stuffing her face with fucking ho-hos. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, those Cosmo covers where they said this is healthy with those oh, massive geez. women on the cover. Bro, get the fuck out of here. That's about demoralization. That's about making people not want to be better. This is This ties directly into my message. Personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion. Because they want you fat, they want you sick, they want you weak, they want you broke, they want you stupid, and it is an actual personal patriotic duty to be the opposite of everything they're trying to make you to be. So, you know, all we have to do is look at what they tell us is okay for ourselves and realize, well, <laughs> that's not okay, you know, and do the opposite. So, I don't know. I just wanted to throw that topic in there because no, that's it, I yeah. feel like it's worth talking about. I don't know the exact answer. I don't know the the details of this man's relationship with Epstein, but it's all over the internet if you Google it. All right. So maybe you guys should look into that and let me know what you think because I'm curious about it. Yeah, let us know down in the comments, guys. Hashtag connections. Yeah. Let us know what you guys I think. I hope. I pray that it's the beginning, the first one of the I, first I think it dominoes is. that go. I think it is. I think it is. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna see more and more of it because a lot of these people are pissed off. Okay. Here's here's the fucking truth. And people get so pissed off when you say this. But a lot of these companies, these big fucking huge companies are run by Zionist people, all right? You have evil people at the top of the food chain who say, oh, we're good people who are who are using the, 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 the label of anti-Semitism to protect their actions. So if I point out and say, hey, Klaus Schwab, you shouldn't be doing that, or hey, George Soros, you shouldn't be doing that, I'm automatically an anti-Semite and I get bashed on the internet and I get called all these names. Well, that's not actually true because if I point at a white dude who commits a crime, I'm just pointing at a criminal. If I point at a black dude who commits a crime, I'm just pointing at a black man who commits a crime. And so in, in this culture, we have a scenario where a lot of these guys at the very top are pro, very, very much so pro Israel before they're pro anything else. All right. And then the people that they've now in their mind have rewarded with all this equity and all these advantages and all these social initiatives are now turning on them and they're like well fuck you then 
And that's clearly what he thinks because that's why he did that. Mm-hmm. No more tuck friend- friendly underwear for exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, bro. So like now we're in a situation where this man is kind of like showing the mani- if you pay attention here, you could see the manipulation and how it's worked. Yeah. Right. But you know, what do I know? It's about people who use social constructs to hide behind in the name of actual good people. Right. Like we have to be able to criticize people who are doing bad things. Do we all agree? No matter their identity. Right. So, so when we want to know who's actually in control of things, let's pay attention to who we can't say the shit about. So it's going to be interesting to what this does. And I, I believe this actually could end up working itself into a place where people kind of wake up to what's going on because like, dude, a lot of the minority culture, they're not, they're, they're rallying for Palestinian civilians, yeah. you know, and then they're being portrayed in the media as pro Hamas pro terrorist. Yeah. So like, dude, what you the, the things sort of, it, things are starting to get weird. They're starting mm-hmm. to fall apart. Yep. So that's real shit, man. Yeah. But it's, I want to go back to what we said at the very beginning of the podcast is uh, getting to know your neighbors, being kind to other people, mm-hmm. because so many people, I think, all get along and all agree on all of this stuff. And they see yeah. one, one of my like glimmers of hope in a very, very dark couple of years, oddly, again, and why I brought up Disney. The last movie I went to see, I think, from the Marvel garbage was the Doctor Strange one with the girl that was named America that traveled through borders. And so it was really like it was so over the top when like people are so sick of the woke stuff when in the middle of the movie, it came out that she had two moms right they because they're just pushing this in they're shoehorning it in the audience it was a packed theater in unison oh like oh, you could man. hear it from the like literally <laughs> physically reacting yeah. to it they're People, so sick of it they're sick of it the thing is everybody accepts everybody like if you want to call yourself cat nobody cares no when but you tell t- me what i have to say that's when it's over we're tired of having a shove down our throats and that's why it's so important in the middle of everything. If they keep us separated and we're not talking to our neighbors and we're not being yeah. kind to everybody else, I think we realize how good America is and how we're all on the same page. If we're not talking to other people, we don't know that everybody's on the same page well, and we don't feel part of that community. Same reason they closed the bars and restaurants during COVID. The seeds of revolution were sown in taverns. That's one of my favorite bits that I do everywhere yeah, now. They don't want you talking to people in a bar because we're going to be like, hey, what the fuck do you think of this? It's fucked yeah. up. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, and this is, I don't, I don't want to go into like a stand-up routine or whatever that I do here, but my favorite part, how you know they were drunks that came up with the revolution, what was the first thing they did? That Boston Tea Party? Let's dress up like uh, Native American Indians and, and throw tea in. That's a drunk idea. Ugh. That's not a sober idea. Yeah, for sure. That sounds yeah. like a skit we do on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> let's, do it. let's do it. Well, guys, that was our third headline. Let's, uh, let's close the show out. We've got a final segment of the show. As always, we have thumbs up or dumb as fuck. Um, but I got something interesting here. I couldn't settle on just one, okay? So I'm going to throw both the headlines up, and uh, we'll let you guys choose which one we want to do. So, so this is this or that? This or that, yeah. And then okay. we'll dive into that article, whatever, right. which one we choose. So the first headline um, option, freeze. Polish crook pretended to be a mannequin to get locked in mall for an all-night crime spree. Or, or, mortuary worker in hot water after he ends up with dead man's sex doll. All right, what, what what we got here? Pick one. They're both mannequin related. Very good. <laughs> Y'all, you, see, you saw that? I'm picking the second one because the first one is self-explanatory. That's a pretty good move. I can read to the bottom of that right away. Uh, that's, that's pretty smart. Yeah. All right. I want to see the second one. You want, you want to see the, the sex doll? Why, you think the first one's better? I mean, they're both equally fucking good. I'll say that, though. I'll go second one. 
All right, so let's do the second one. Um, guys, our thumbs up or dumb as fuck headline reads, mortuary worker in hot water after he ends up with dead man's sex doll. A Nebraska mortuary employee lost his job and landed himself behind bars after returning to a dead man's home for a tryst with a life-size sex doll, according to the Sarpy County Sheriff's Office. Ryan Smith, 41, was arrested and faces charges for attempted burglary, criminal trespassing, and tampering with physical evidence. He was incarcerated at Sarpy County Jail, but has since posted $500 bail. His public defender, Thomas Strange, Strigens told Fox News. Uh, Smith was one of two employees from Mid-America First Call, a company uh, with which the sheriff's office contracts to retrieve and process dead bodies to respond to a 51-year-old man's natural death near 144th Street and Gills Road in the town of Chalco on October 6th. Later that day, Smith contacted the property manager of the residence, claiming that the sheriff's office had asked him to collect a life-size sex doll so it could be swabbed for a biopsy. He swabbed it. Uh, yeah, oh, he swabbed it. Captain Tory Bolt told Fox News Digital that the department would never do such a thing, quote, unless it had something to do directly with some sort of nefarious crime where we think it's evidence like a murder or had some sort of trace evidence that would be something we would want to process. We would not take anyone's property from the scene of a death like that. Uh, the property manager refused Smith's request, but upon investigating a noise coming from the now vacant apartment, the property manager found Smith inside with the deadbolt locked and the chain secured. When the manager let himself inside, Smith's clothing was disheveled, he told police. Quote, the landlord called to report this suspicious activity, Bolt said. They noticed that there were no officers with this person claiming to pick up the doll for us, so we called and said that was strange. Smith had left the location, but we knew who he was, so we caught up with him to make the arrest. Uh, investigators who returned to the scene after the Smith's second visit noted that items were positioned differently from how they have been in photog uh, photographs taken earlier that day. Property, including a survival kit, had been moved. Uh, the Douglas County Crime Lab was called to process the new crime scene and collect fingerprints. According to WOWT, investigators also intended to take DNA samples from the doll, which remained in the apartment. Uh, here's Smith here. <laughs> of course. Guys, where we got on this? Is this... Is this <laughs> <laughs> I should have picked the first you one. Should pick the first one. <laughs> oh, man. Can you be charged with burglary for something that no one wants to steal? Mm, that's a good question. Good question. Bro, that's how are you going to fuck a sex doll when some other dude's been fucking a sex doll? I, now, now, listen, I don't know if this was the actual one. It could have been like, bro, you know, there's some out there that are like super realistic. Yeah, that's probably what it was. It's probably one of them like $10,000 ones, uh -huh. right? But that when'd you get yours? How was. Okay. All right. I'll try <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, good one. Yeah. yeah. So, but like, dude, it probably was one of them luxury ones. Yeah. You know, like, and this dude just couldn't resist it, right? Yeah, fuck. But here's the thing. Like, this other dude has been <laughs> shooting his shit up in there. And like and he's dead. And, he's, and you've seen That's probably how he died. Like, it was fucking heart attack from, bro. That's yeah. just disgusting shit, man. It had to be beautiful to, like, have the idea that, like, okay, all right, I'm going to get this dead guy out of here, but I want that sex doll. 
Like it had. Well, to it had be. to be real nice. That's he had to be like, you know, be. like, damn, dude, that's a nice sex doll. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that would had to be the conversation, right? Pretty in his head. Up. That's the end result of doing 75 soft. You look yeah, like that guy, right. and you're banging a dead guy's sex. <laughs> that's doll. correct, actually. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> Which hey, that's your prize at the end. Okay, what's the conversation in jail though, right? Like. What, are you what, in what for? you in for? <laughs> you gotta make so, you gotta make something up. You gotta make something up, dude. I killed a whole family. Yeah. <laughs> I killed I some shit. I killed yeah. them all. I pulled their teeth out one by one, and they're gonna look it up and be like, "Bro, it says you you fucked a sex doll." And then you gotta be like, "Yeah, that's what they put in the papers because it was too gruesome for anybody to hear." Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, Here's- like you gotta make up a fucking story, bro. <laughs> Here's the thing: when they're investigating this, and they're like, "What were you doing in there, man?" And, and and they just kind of look at him and then they go in where they find like, was it dripping? Oh my God, dude. I, that's <laughs> well, what I'm, dude, that's what I'm saying. Like this shit has like, what the, it's fucking nasty. Yeah. It's nasty Bro, shit. what's on this shirt? Hold on. I just know what's on this shirt. <laughs> what is that? that? That sure as fuck ain't toothpaste, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say the sex of the sex doll. I don't, just well, say that. I, I don't think it matters. It doesn't matter. Like this dude's in there. He's nasty. squirting his juices in there, and Ryan. this other dude comes in right behind him. Like, y'all some nasty motherfuckers, Ryan, bro. Ryan, that's nasty, bro. Yeah, see, you wouldn't see that shit in Florida. Like, you guys make fun of Florida all you want. Florida man's out there wrestling alligators. <laughs> Nebraska man's fucking some other dude's dead sex doll. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Nebraska's a weird place, man. I like yeah. Nebraska. I've, I've been there a bunch. Good people. But y'all got some fucking weirdos yeah, on the problems, loose, man. man. Yeah, so what are we, what are we giving this? Thumbs I'm giving, up. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thumbs way up. Look, that guy's not doing better than some dead guy's sex doll. Let's be real here. Yeah, I mean, look, she man. couldn't say no. <laughs> you know, here's the reality. She probably did. If this, yeah, no shit, dude. Yeah, she even said no. Yeah, right. That's what she called the fucking cops. That's why they showed up, bro. Dude, this this dude here, like, here's real talk. If this guy was taking care of himself, he'd probably be a decent looking dude. That dude looks like he drinks every day, eats bullshit, and and because you drink every day and eat bullshit. And you now you're fucking in jail. Mm-hmm. This is this is why you gotta do seventy five hard. Mm-hmm. Keep you out of jail. Yeah, man. real shit. Yeah, keep right your dick that. out of somebody else's fucking sex doll too. Nasty motherfuckers. <laughs> That's some nasty shit, dude. What if he caught like? I think like the ultimate would be if he got like herpes from the doll. He probably he did. Like, oh, gave me herpes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bitch. Oh, he's keeping the, <laughs> he's keeping the dead guy alive in spirit oh, and in herpes. Yeah, dude. That's bad. That is bad. That's bad, man. That's some that, bad that's, shit. Yeah, that's bad. Bad as fuck, man. All right. Bad as fuck. Well, guys, Andy, Tim, that's all I got. All right, guys, t- Tim, where can everybody follow you at? I know uh, you're banned Tim on- runs his mouth on all the stuff. And and by the way, I got to shout out Brian and Seth, who are like mega fans of yours, by the way. Okay, and cool. They, they love Brian you. Brian and Seth. Bryant and Seth. Yep. Brian to Seth. What's up, guys? So yeah, no, that's that's all I needed to do was that get that from you and I am like yeah. Seth. But Tim runs his mouth. You can go follow me on all the stuff. I uh, I shit on everything all the time. And he's got some good opinions, man. Yeah, and he's funny as fuck too. Turns out I hate so, the government just as much as you, and it's yeah. very, it's it's awesome. And we're yeah. and we really are like honestly, I I can't uh, I can't compliment you enough, man, for for everything that you've done and how many people you've encouraged. Because these two guys, by the way, that are that are super fans of yours, they have done seventy five hard. They have like followed your advice, and they are two of the best human beings that you would ever know. And and I think a lot of that, I mean, they'd be good without you, but they're greater because of you. I appreciate that, man. Brian and Seth, huh? Yeah. They're out there killing it. Yeah. Well, good job, guys. That's how this is going to be done. It's going to be done one person at a time, taking control of their life, setting the ripple effect. We talk about this all the time. Personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion. They're living it. That's what it's about. I value that shit. That shit matters more than ever. So thank you, guys. 
All right, guys. Appreciate the show. Tim, thanks for coming on the show, man. Thanks for having me. This it's place been is awesome. awesome. Yeah. We're going to go smoke some cigars now, huh? Fuck yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, guys. Don't forget to pay the fee. And don't be a hoe. Share the show. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl. Fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch. Booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold. Dust a no. Headshot. Case closed. Closed.